Seltzer Kings Podcasts. Hey, are you into werewolves, mad sciences, and a little bit of witchcraft? Then stay tuned for an all-new episode of Watch Corner. We're riding this train straight into the sun. Woo! Tune in to a classic episode of Watts Corner on the Seltzer Kings Network. Available on all podcast platforms. Well, I don't see how my sex stories constitute a hostile work environment, Gavin. I'm only talking about feet. You're such a prude. Ass. Hello and welcome to the podcast that asks a simple question. When you, a prominent member of the evangelical power structure, thought a pool boy would keep your secrets, what the hell were you thinking? I'm your host, Dave Bledsoe, and this is episode number 276, Ooh, What a Cucky Man He Was, edition of the show, where we talk about the sordid history of shitty preachers getting their dicks wet in naughty ways. Stay tuned. Hey, what the hell were you thinking, podcast? This brought to you by Paolo's Pool Patrol. Do you have a dirty, dirty pool that needs a life young man to come and clean it for you? Look no further than Paolo's Pool Patrol with our stable of fit, handsome young men who will come to your house and use their wands to uh, skim your pool. <laughs> we screen all of our patrol boys to make sure they know how to use their wands properly. In fact, our wands are the largest in the business, I guarantee. In ground, above ground, hot tubs, saunas, Paolo's Pool Patrol promises your pool will be cleaned, well serviced, and you're satisfied every time. Even if we have to come and come again to get it right. Don't let your pool go unattended. Call Paolo's Pool Patrol today and we will clean and clear your pump tonight. Your pool, I thank you for it. My name is Joval. I'm employed here. Is there anything you require to make your stay a more pleasant one? Hmm. You find me amusing. No. It's just that you are the fifth woman to ask me that question this morning. All I require is to sit in the sun, read my book, alone. And afterward? I really hadn't thought that far ahead. Then may I suggest a swim, followed by a massage? Some other time, perhaps. I don't understand. You say you wish to be alone, yet you carry the Horgon. Well, I just purchased it. Why? Are you implying this has some special meaning? The Horgon is the Rycian symbol of sexuality. To own one is to call forth its powers. To display it is to announce you are seeking Jamaharon. Rika. Do you seek Jamaharon? I don't even know what it means. The Horgon is for a friend. I see. Someone close to you. That's right. Someone you love. I wouldn't go that far. Well, your attitude is most puzzling. I will leave you now to your book. That is all I ask. I learned pretty early on that military marriages are uh, complicated. All the deployments, distant training, and forever wars meant being away from your spouse frequently and for long periods of time. And while absent might make the heart grow fonder, abstinence makes the broadie grow hornier. And that 
presents certain opportunities for mischief. In fact, adultery. You say tomato, I say tomato. Either way, a certain amount of moral flexibility allowed a young fellow such as myself a certain uh, opportunities for companionship without the attendant complexities of commitment. You're a whore. Wear your whore makeup, you whore. Oh, yes, I was. It was all harmless fun, really, and so long as everyone exercised some basic decorum and discretion, no one was hurt. Trust me, it was going on on both sides of marital beds as whomever was deployed was definitely fucking just as much as the person at home. I remember one delightful person, a friend of a friend's girlfriend, who was uh, also cheating, I think, at the time. Either way, uh, that friend for the friend's girlfriend very much decided that uh, she and I would keep company while her husband was deployed. And we spent a delightful six weeks engaging in what uh, I think could best be described as us. Uh, Everyone was fucking like rabbits. Exactly. I could uh, tell you some stories about the things we did. I mean, just nasty things. What, this one time? No, Dave, because you're disgusting. True, true. I'll save that for a special show, maybe a Patreon. <laughs> it's good. Long story short, we spent a delightful summer together, and when it was over, we went back to our respective lives, leaving only the memories of the time well spent. That was uh, until I ran into her and her husband at the bar one night. And as I walked by, she shouted my name and waved me over, and I was like, all right, Dave, we, we, just, we can do this. We'll just play this cool. And as I walked up, her husband said, so, uh, he's the one. And I shat a fucking gold brick in my tidy whities right there on the spot because I was damn sure a fight was about to start. And that's when he stuck out his hand and introduced himself and offered to buy me a drink, which I accepted because, you know, free drink, and proceeded to tell me that he was not, he not only knew about his wife and I, but he was perfectly cool with it. Come to find out, they were in an open marriage, which at 20-something I'd never heard of before. I also learned that they got a certain kinky thrill out of doing exactly this kind of move on the partners of their spouse because it, uh, quote, Makes us horny. Yeah, yeah, made them horny, scared the shit out of me. I'll tell you this story not to brag. Actually, right now, you kind of are. Well, maybe a little, but more to say that I'm cool with whatever things two were even more than two consented adults do during their sexy times. I don't believe in kink shaming. If you like to dress in a Sailor Moon outfit and run around with a butt plug that has a propeller on it at full spin, singing Sweet Caroline to get turned on, you do you. Hands, touching hands, reaching out. Touching me, touching you. Sweet Caroline. Good times never seem so good. Everyone has something that really cranks their tractor that other people would think is a little weird. Like, I have this one thing I like to do with feet. Dave! Dave, no! What I'm trying to say is, is there's no shame in any kink, so long as everyone involved in said kink is cool with the kink. However, if you are the kind of person 
whose business it has been shaking your finger at other people for their life choices while you do a kink in secret, then the gloves are coming off. This isn't shaming the kink. That, pod friends, is shaming the fink. Is this really the best you could do? Yeah, I probably stressed that metaphor just a little too thin. But it does open the door for me to talk about Jerry Falwell Jr. And I have many, many more things to say about him. Jerry Jr., for those of you fortunate enough to not know who this piece of shit is, is the eldest son of Jerry Falwell Sr. Jerry Sr., of course, being a prominent Southern Baptist con man and founder of the Moral Majority, an organization that was neither moral nor a majority. Talk amongst yourselves. Junior was groomed from the get-go to take over daddy's empire of grift, attending private evangelical schools and graduating from Liberty University, a wholly owned and operated subsidiary of Jerry Falwell's money-making machine, and got himself a degree from the, a law degree from the University of Virginia, which just goes to show anyone can get a law degree if their daddy has enough money. When Jerry Sr. was called home to the Lord, where if there was an actually a God, Falwell would spend eternity trapped in a gay bar being forced to watch loving acts of sodomy committed by committed monogamous gay couples and Jerry would have his cock and balls strapped in a chastity cage. There isn't a God, so that probably isn't happening. But I can dream. Junior, however, took over as head of Liberty University where Jer Jer turned it from a backward-ass, racist, science-denying, gay-hating school for fundamentalist idiots into a profitable, backwards-ass, racist, science-denying, gay-hating school for fundamentalist idiots with so much of those profits funneling right into Jerry Jr.'s pockets. There are so many allegations of corruption and self-dealing against Jared Jr. that he really ought to be a member of the Trump family. But in this particular episode, we're going to focus on just one thing about Jared Jr. that uh, has brought his whole screech, his scheme to a screeching halt. Because you see, pod friends, Jerry Falwell Jr. is a little, little cuck boy who likes to watch his wife fuck boys. He's a cuck-a-doodle-doo. His barnyard all goes cuck, cuck, cuck. He's a member of the Clue Cucks clan. His pet bird is a cuckatiel. He likes to drive a pickup cuck. His favorite Twitter follower is Cuck Woolery. What I'm saying is he's a cuckold. His wife gives him the horns. He likes to jerk off in the corner while other men pleasure his wife because Jerry Falwell Jr. is a little, little cock boy. Okay. Is that all out of your system now? No. He's a cuck. He's a cuck. His life, other boys likes to fuck. He's in the corner wanking while his wife, another knob is cranking. He's a cuck. He's a cuck. And his life is fucked. It couldn't happen until a better guy. Rumors of Falwell's salacious secret swirled for the past couple of years, ever since Michael Cohen, president under Dowd's personal fixer, was dispatched to a fix-a-little-problem for Jared Jr. before the 2016 election, reported at the time to be a racy photographs, possibly of Jerry's wife, Becky. At the time, all of this was hotly denied by everyone, but it's now openly acknowledged by Cohen. But it was on August 24th that Reuters broke a story that Falwell Jr. and his wife had been engaged in a long-term relationship with both business and personal with a fellow by the name of Giancarlo Granda. The bellboy. Or busboy or pool boy. From Reuters, quote, 
Giancarlo Granda says he was 20 when he first met Jerry and Becky Falwell while working as a pool attendant at the Fountain Blow Miami Beach Hotel in March 2012. Stating that that month and starting that month and continuing into 2018, Granda told Reuters that the relationship involved him having sex with Becky Falwell while Jerry Falwell looked on. Granda showed Reuters emails, text messages, and other evidence that he says demonstrate the sexual nature of the relationship with the couple who have been married since 1987. Becky and I developed an intimate relationship and Jerry enjoyed watching from the corner of the room, Granda said in an interview. Now, 29, he described the liaisons as frequent multiple times a year and said the encounters took place in hotels in Miami and New York and at the Falwell's home in Virginia, unquote. The Falwells, for their part, claim that Becky was having an affair with Giancarlo and that Granda was attempting to blackmail them as part of an ongoing business dispute. Blackmail is such an ugly word. Jerry Jr. further went on to throw Becky further under the bus like, well, you know, every other conservative piece of shit who got caught with their dick in a wrong hole, claiming that uh, he was unaware of the affair until Becky came to him with a blackmail threat. And of course... He forgave her because, you know... Lord, I hear you. Please forgive me. Oh, Jesus forgives you now. Say hallelujah. And asked for privacy for the family in this difficult time. Except for the little problem of Giancarlo showing the receipts to Reuters. All those text messages and screen caps where he and Jer Bear talked openly about the relationship. Again from Reuters, quote... Ronda has also shared audio recordings that he says capture a conversation he had with the Falwells in 2018. In it, Becky complained that Granda describing his relationship with other people, he likes telling me every time he hooks up with people, like I don't have feelings or something. And then Jerry chimed in, you're going to make her jealous. I'm not trying to make her jealous, Granda replied. Unquote. And all of this culminated in a few days of back and forth between Falwell and Liberty University, and eventually Falwell, who was already in hot water from some other racy photos he published on Instagram previously, resigning from his position as head of Liberty University and taking a $10.5 million payout over the next few years. That poor man. Yeah, it's going to be hard for him. And so Jerry Jr. was sail off into whatever or wherever it is rich assholes go when they have a major sex scandal to live the life of leisure and plentiful plural boys until things cool down enough for them to return to public life even more hypocritical and douchebaggy than they were before they left. Trust me, we will see Jerry Jr. on a stage somewhere shooting off his shithole about redemption and the healing power of the Lord's forgiveness in a couple of years. Sooner, if President Kendall crossed is re-elected because we've just given up entirely as a nation. So why am I even talking about this? I mean, there are clearly more pressing issues at hand. The madness of Kenosha, the GOP convention, the fires of pandemic racing to the nation unchecked and approved of by 47% of Trump voters. Well, first of all, I get to make a bunch of jokes about Jerry Jr. being a special little cuck boy, and that entertains me greatly. Second of all, it's an exemplar of how this country got the way it is today and how these fucking parasites in the religious right will not stop until they've turned this country into theocracy with President Pinky Peen as their god king and them ruling from the shadows. You're a foil hat man's only hope. And finally, third, to remind everyone out there, who is calling people like me out for kink-shaming, that they've gotten the entire thing backwards. Did not see that coming. Since this broke, I've been reading hot takes on social media that despite Jerry Jr. being a public piece of shit, we shouldn't be shaming him for liking to watch other men fuck his wife. 
I say you totally under understand the whole idea of kink. It's not your fault. So many of you are at least publicly vanilla that Ben and Jerry's won't sec next to you on the ice cream freezer shelf. Because you know Ben and Jerry are into the scene, man. Leather, discipline, maybe a little scat play. You think those flavors are so decadent by accident? Hell no, man! The reason so many people are upset is that they are the one ashamed of their own little freaks, and they just can't bring themselves to publicly... So I can let my freak flag fly. Yeah. So when Junior's predilections popped out, they do what well-meaning white people so often do, chide the rest of us that are comfortable with our kink when we cut loose on the hypocritical shits doing shit like this in secret and while publicly proclaiming that people like us are the wrong ones. You want some real talk? I am not averse to more than a little BDSM in my life. Don't do this, Dave! Hey, I could talk about this like an adult without oversharing. And you never have before. From time to time, I have participated in the scene. What's the scene, you might ask? Well... Let me explain to you. From kinkly.com, a BDSM scene is a pre-planned space where BDSM activities take place. It also includes the participation of BDSM-related activities. Generally, the scene is discussed and fully consisted of an agreed-upon beginning, middle, and end. A BDSM scene may occur at a club or some other play space, and a typical scene may or may not include sexual activity. The term BDSM scene is also used in the BDSM community to refer to the community itself, unquote. And there are elements of dominance and submission that I find highly erotic, and the idea of a careful exp exploration of boundaries with a partner is a powerfully compelling experience shared with someone you trust intimately. There are moments during BDSM when you recognize things about yourself, your inner wants and desires that you never knew about yourself before, and when you share them with someone else, you find yourself deeply connected to them on a level you can't comprehend if you haven't experienced. The interplay of control and who truly holds power during intimate play like this allows you to experience places of sensual pleasure you will never find in old old-fashioned fucking. Is it for everyone? Probably not, but the one thing I will tell you is there is not a single shred of fucking shame in it, and anyone who says there is any shame in any kink is hiding their desires to express themselves in a kink. If Jerry Jr.'s kink is watching another man have sex with his wife, that isn't the shame. The shame is calling out other people for their kink. So yeah, I'm going to make fun of him for it. God, people are fucked up about sex in this country. And then I was no different. When I found out how the couple I talked about at the top of the show had an open marriage, I felt dirty. I felt used. I had no compunction about fucking the guy's wife when I thought it was on the sly. I was more comfortable on the dishonesty, the betrayal of her marriage, than I was when I found out he was all in on what was happening. That's what's wrong with people. It's sex, people. Shared bodily fluids, not a shared bank account. God, almost all of our relationship and personal problems have their root in our fear of kink. No matter how mild or how wild that kink might be. Once upon a time, homosexuality was considered the most forbidden kink of them all. Hell, today the Zoomers seem to be as utterly content flying back and forth across the Kinsey scale like they were practicing for a lease on a guitar. See, that's relatable. How the hell is that relatable? Back in my youth, the best you could hope for is to be briefly bi in your sophomore year of college and only then if you were a hot chick. Millennials were okay if you dabbled, but they expected you to, you know... You pick one. Just 
pick one. Eventually, but the Zoomers seem to feel correctly, in my opinion, that if everyone involved is on board, it's all good. But the same doesn't apply to kinks outside of what is now considered vanilla sex. You can't even talk about something as innocuous as a little spanking. <gasps> yes! My God, everyone does it. I bet my old man even swatted my mom on the ass once or twice during the couple of dozen times they had sex. Will you stop, Dave? Yeah, okay, that was probably going too far. But you all know that spanking is part of a regular, just regular sex play. Some folks enjoy a more intensive experience, but again, it's still just consensual spanking. No one is having their genitals clamped to a car battery or anything. And you know what? If it's done safely and consensually, having your genitals clamped to a car battery is fine, too. I mean, not for me, but again, you do you. There is a universe of pleasures, sensations, debaucheries, and disciplines out there for people to enjoy if that's what they want to do, and none of them include shame. Unless, of course, that's your thing. I know that being told that you are a naughty, naughty boy who refuses to behave and needs to be punished severely until you learn to obey has its uh, charms for some. Maybe you want to be led around town on a dog leash and displayed as the property of a stern mistress who uh, only wants to humiliate you in front of others and have them all call you names like little bitch boy or slut puppy uh, while whipping your body with riding crop oh god and laughing at the size of your penis until you finally beg for permission from her to pleasure yourself and she grants you all the sweet release because she cares about you Dave? Dave? Sorry, uh, I, I, I got a little distracted there. So no, I'm not shaming Jerry Jr. for being a little, little cuck boy. Because it's more than fine to be a cuck. It isn't fine to spend your entire life demeaning others and not in a good way for their sexuality while pretending you don't have any kinks and that kinks themselves are ungodly. If there is a god... And there isn't, but if there was, and God made everything, then God would clearly be okay with you wanting to watch the pool boy fuck your wife, and you too should be okay with that. After all, God cucked Joseph with Mary to make Jesus, and I hear that Joseph kind of liked it. That is it for our show this week. I bet you didn't come into this week's show expecting to hear about what makes my engine crank, did you? That's the beauty of this show. You learn something every damn week, and a lot of the time, you never wanted to learn about the thing you just learned about. You're welcome. All I can say is if you were disturbed by any admission I've made, that is your problem, not mine. Speaking of other people's problems, rate and review this show wherever you get your pods. It helps other people find the show, and then your problem becomes their problem, too. Speaking of problems, your cash could help us out of a couple of real jams vis-a-vis -vis some bar tams I've got coming due. So why not kick us a buck or five on Patreon, get the show early and ad-free every week, and there's a cool swag for those who donate. Patreon.com slash what the hell podcast. Follow the show on Twitter at the hell underscore podcast or the show name on Facebook. Check out what the hell podcast.com for all the shows in one convenient location and more cool stuff. So for me, Dave, beat me, whip me, make me write bad checks, Bledsoe, producer, 
thinks having sex with socks on is kinky. Gavin and all the fictional freaks on the show, we want to say they had hot pool boys and waiters by the score, all doing Becky while Jerry watched them from the door. Ooh, what a cocky man he was. And we'll see you all next week. What the hell were you thinking stars Dave Bledsoe and features Gavin St. James and several fictional minions. The show is produced by Kimberly Steele and a part of the Seltzer Kings Podcast Network. You can find more information on the show on their website, whatthehellpodcast.com, or on Twitter at thehell underscore podcast, or on Facebook as What The Hell Podcast. Thanks for listening. I have no ending for this, so I take a small bow. Seltzer Kings Podcasts.